Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He missed it. Missed it. Flag down. Offside on the defense number 97. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Kick this one is up and that one <laughs> is good. I'm not going to put this on decks. I don't want to put this on decks. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Actor Ryan Phillippe. Coming up, actor Ray Liotta. Plus your phone calls, poll results, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We've already had great chats with Jeff Schwartz, eight-year veteran offensive lineman formerly with the Giants, talking about the Thursday night game that had so many moments. Uh, they transposed the last two letters of the Washington football team. <laughs> uh, we posted a video about our opening of this program on that very subject and how the Giants should have won that game going away by two, if not three, scores. They could have been win that one going away, and instead they lose in heartbreaking fashion on a last-second field goal. That was the second attempt, and hey, um, you give a, I mean, honestly, that's the way I play golf. Player B is always better. You give me a mulligan, you give me a second shot at it, I'll be much better the second time. Oh, man. Um, and that's the way the Giants lost, and uh, we discussed that also with Ryan Phillippe, a diehard Eagles fan. Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, going to be uh, uh, in Lambeau Field on Monday night to wrap up week number two. Uh, that conversation will be sitting on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash show. all of it. Your phone calls, 844 844- 204-RICH is the number to dial. And, you know, we take pride in being an industry standard and being an industry leader and an influencer. We try to influence people um, in the most positive way possible. Um, And we've got a couple of examples of that. First one, um, you know, if you call, come on the show. Don't just say something to Adam and hang up. But Adam did write down that somebody called in to say that their fantasy (laughs) team name uh, is named after C.D. Lamb, as in uh, C.D. Nuts. Uh, <laughs> C.D.'s Nuts. C.D. apostrophe S and then Nuts. Of course. So we appreciate you hitting and running with that information, and thanks, Adam, for transcribing that. <laughs> How did he spell it, just out of curiosity? Uh, I I, I, what? It's C.D., like a, like a compact disc oh, that okay. you would play or whatever, like I'm C.D.-ROM or an old-school way of listening to music. Gotcha. C.D. apostrophe S. Nuts. <laughs> it's an honor of C.D. Lamb. Um, so there's that. Should I, when Jerry Jones comes into the Yes, uh, whenever you're about studio, to say the no, answer is yes. Jerry Jones is going to be live in studio at the NFL Network this weekend because these Cowboys are across the street. And right. as you know, Jerry Jones, without him, that building's not getting built yeah. right here in Los Angeles. And I do believe his, uh, his firm that he owns with the Yankees Sold the naming rights to SoFi for that stadium. Doesn't he also help build these? He has a company that yeah, I don't know provides materials or something. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He's so a, he's a businessman. He is that, and so he's coming into uh, the studio because NFL Network essentially doesn't really existed without him. Are and you saying Pat you want to invite me? Ago. Is that what? You're, is that no, what? I am oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity! No, I am not. I am not. 
Why wouldn't you invite me? Would you come? Yes. Would you really? I don't know. I, I think our policy is that uh, there's no visitors right now. I mean, I'd, I'd like to feel that. Unless football, you're Jerry Jones. Rich, football is sit family. sit down and talk. Right? Put a mic on. Football so. is family, so I wouldn't really be a visitor. It's just like a family member. Yes, you're out. right. You know, That's correct. So are you gonna? Um, well, you're gonna ask him what now? Yeah. Uh, ask him about. Uh, hey, did you see CD <laughs> <laughs> like that? Or hey, Please. Big D, man, trouble with the uh, with you know most important part of your Big D. What part of Big D? D. Rich, you rich, rich, rich. If you do that, do you and understand? Then, and then record it. And then record the it. The most viral moment in the history of viral morning, moments. Rich Eisen show, everything. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Rich, if you want to go from, like, myth to legend, (laughs) that's how you do it. You become legendary. You might already be legendary in the game. By setting up Jerry Jones for a D's Nuts nuts joke. Oh, my God. And if you can't do it, then you should definitely invite me. I'll do it. Or have Irv do it. He won't see it coming from a friend. It's like in the mob, Rich. (laughs) You never see it coming from a friend. (laughs) Rich, you have to do this. We're an influencer. You have to do this. So are you, so are you uh, in TJ's big-ass grab bags. You, uh, uh, I'm on an this influencer? Friday, you, you, well, yeah. Oh. We already got a phone call. Okay. Pete in Richmond, Virginia, TJ's big-ass grab bag uh, recounted the top five nuts. <laughs> Pause. From, no, no, from, from <laughs> starting, starting from, oh. starting from uh, uh, almonds all the way to D's. <laughs> Yeah. Five five to one from yeah. almonds Hello, to D's. Gentlemen. Hello, yes. how's everybody? I hey, hope you had a wonderful week. I love Hello, it. What Thank up? You to call in, TJ. I just I gotta go right for you, brother. Let's I apologize. Being that I have family from Pittsburgh, okay. the Squirrel Hill area. Okay, you're from Pittsburgh. How in God's green earth do you have the Godfather of nuts, the pistachio at number three? <laughs> <laughs> now listen to me. Talk to me, man. You got to put in a little bit of work, and sometimes it hurts the inside of your fingernails. That's okay, Mm -hmm. because the treasure inside is well worth the weight and the pain. And what other nut can you buy if you do choose so will stain your fingers red? (laughs) And it's an everlasting memory of the joy that you just consumed. The residue. residue. Yes. In your mouth were lovely. Hey, Pete. Here's the deal, though, right? Yes, sir. If, well you, if you make Pete, well the, if you make the top five, the numbers are pretty arbitrary, right? It, you don't make say the, that, TJ. You're branding this segment. Well, don't say that. What I'm saying is, as long as you make that top five, that means you're held in the highest of high regard. So you might be five, okay. you might be one. No, but there's but a difference still, between three okay. and one. You you made pistachio oh, three. I made but, pistachio three. You, you, but even if you weren't making a D's joke at one, pistachio would have been two. You pistachio still, would have been two. You still yes. would have put cashew above it, which I, is what Pete's point is. Here. Well, I mean, Pete, come on. You got, Pistachios are good, but put it in a candy bar. They don't make crunchy peanut butter out of it or some kind of butter out of it. If you want a pistachio, baby, you got to earn it. And if you're one of those people that go buy the already shelled ones, you need help. Thank yeah, you I agree with you on that. Enjoy the pain. Pete Richard, I had no idea. I had no idea pistachio was uh, was was the, the God- nut of choice of Pittsburgh. I was the Godfather of nuts of Pittsburgh. This is news to me as well. I didn't know I that. No idea. Um, oh, you know what? You forgot one other one, and then we'll close the book on this for the okay. moment. Okay. You forgot one other one. Yeah. Glenn Watzer. <laughs> That's By the way, Glenn, that should have been Wetzernut. number five. That should have and, it would have been, and it would have been Glenn Watsernuts would have been number one if not for, if not for Jordan Bath. Glenn Watsernuts. <laughs> <laughs>
right. Too late to redo the top five. Pull it back in. With an honorable mention to Glenn. Hey, Ray Liotta's joining us in about 13 minutes' time. How you doing, Hendry? And he plays Christopher Moltisanti's father in the prequel that David Chase wrote and directed for The Sopranos. Amazing. And Anthony Soprano, Tony Jr., who is eventually, as you know, the James Gandolfini character, who is iconic, one of the most iconic television characters ever created. Um... James Gandolfini's son is playing young Anthony as he begins to make his bones and becomes the, the made man and the, the boss of, of um, the Jersey mob. Yeah, man. And the guy who uh, mentors him is Christopher Moltisanti's father and uh, Dickie Moltisanti, played by Ray Liotta. What a choice. And the film, it's a movie. It's a movie. Drops on October 1st on HBO Max and in theaters. The Many Saints of Newark, it's yes. called. Yes. You mentioned uh, Corey Stoll earlier. Yep. He plays Uncle Junior. Okay. Which is a perfect casting. Uh-huh. John Bernthal's in this movie, an amazing actor. Leslie Odom Jr. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. And I can't wait to talk to Ray Liotta about it. Kudos for him to just say, you know what? Screw it. Men. Why not? I mean, this is so highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. Now, you're on the set. At some point, David Chase, you pull him aside. I don't know if Ray Liotta's going to do this because I don't know if he – I mean, this is a guy who's never seen Field of Dreams, and he was in it. <laughs> you have to, in a quiet moment, ask, Dave, ask David Chase if, if Tony Soprano's dead or not. You have to. And I can't stand this whole debate of like – Do you, though? Yeah, you do. Absolutely, you Why? do. Why? Why not? You have a moment with David Chase, you don't ask him that question. He's not going to tell you. Why wouldn't he? Because he already made his decision. But it's, it's what's on the screen. But his decision, it's for you to decide. But wouldn't it inform you and in everything that's going on right here? Wouldn't you, if you're an actor, want to get in the role and know what's going on years in advance? If this is a prequel, I know you could kind of put it. I don't know. That makes no sense. I, 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 <laughs> I, I would know. absolutely I ask him. Hmm. Absolutely ask him i wonder if ray's seen sopranos dude i would bet i i you i don't know because he's a guy who was in field That's of, what like, I mean. you could knock me over with a feather when he was on the last time just a few months ago yeah because he was in that uh soderbergh film that was on hbo max too mm-hmm. and which i saw it was terrific and we asked him about Field of Dreams. He said he'd never seen it. There was a reason, though. Like he said before, it was a correlation to a sad state that he was in with his mother. So, I mean, I get that. But, I mean, I've seen Sopranos like five times Man, all the way through. Like, not wait. It's going to be awesome. You know, my, my buddy Samson, Maikiola, he's in Many Saints. He plays Big Puss. Can't wait, man. Yeah, he, and he told me he asked David Chase that question. And? I'll be honest with you. This was like two years ago. We were at a party. Don't say if you don't remember the answer. I, I don't. I'll have to get an <laughs> update on the answer because I don't want to like. I don't want to quote him wrong. Okay, but understood. he definitely did ask. I him thought wrong. he was playing Bofa. No, Bofa. stop, no, stop, no, stop. He was playing Tua. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's get to this. It's the uh, week number two NFL games under the radar. If I can get some NFL films music, oh, we have a drop too. 
Three games under the radar. Ooh, it's like we're in the sun. Oh my goodness! By the way, one ping. How many like pings was that? Baseballs. How many pings was that? That was multiple pings. Ping. All right, can I get some NFL films music, please, uh, Mr. Feller? Here. All right. Uh, here they are. Put them up on the screen. As always, I, I'll give you one late couple early if I can. Like Saints Panthers. Saints Panthers. Saints Panthers. I could say it again. Saints Panthers. How many times have we talked about this season in the NFC South being it's the Bucks and everyone else? The question is, is who's going to lead the everyone else? Who's going to have the opportunity to go ahead and be the everyone else and really challenge the Bucks because at some point you're going to face them. And it, definitely in that locker room, you're going to look at each other and say, we believe. And the question is, who's going to emerge from this game at 2-0? Because if the Panthers win this one, they've got a short week visit to Houston to have a Thursday night kickoff to week number three. And then the Saints turn around and visit New England. Sean Payton versus Bill Belichick. Come on now. If they're 2-0 going into that game and Jameis starts winging it around and they're 2-0 and they're staring at a, at, a, at a back-to-back about the Giants at home, which we're assuming they will be the actual home at the Washington football team in a bye, this is it. I think this is a big game. The winner is 2-0 and can sit there and say we're tied with Tampa. The other one in the early window, I'm going to go with this one because you've got uh, the AFC East matchups. You've got the Bills and the Dolphins, which I think is on a marquee. And then you've got the Patriots and the Jets, which is always on a marquee in New York. And I already went in on the Mac versus Zach and Zach versus Mac. Dr. Seuss battle. This is the first of two this year and the first of many to come. I'm going to go Denver at Jacksonville. And I went I went higher register there because Denver is has the opportunity to be 2-0 to start this season. But both wins on the road. Laugh all you want. Yeah, it's just the Giants and Jaguars. But you are what you are in the NFL, to quote Bill Parcells. And 2-0 and is exactly what you need to be in the AFC West. Assuming that the Chiefs win, the Chargers win, the Raiders have a tough one at the Steelers, which I believe is on a marquee when you've got sort of a 1970s matchup like the Raiders at the Steelers, both teams 1-0. and I'm going to go with Denver right there, and then I need to see how Jacksonville responds to the absolute beatdown tail-whipping, curb-stomping, however you want to put it. That was the worst football day of Trevor Lawrence's life, despite throwing 300 yards. And the worst football day for Urban Meyer. What an egg to come out of the gate in the first foray as HC in the NFL. And how does he respond? How does the team respond to Urban's response? How does all of that throw in the mix with him saying, I'm not interested in USC? It took all of one week for them to lose dreadfully and then a college job of note to come open. How will the Jaguars respond? Trevor Lawrence's first home game, remove the Saints logo, put the spotted cat right in the middle of the field. Let's see how it goes. I want to see that game. And then late window with the Rams taking on, I mean, pardon me, with the Chargers taking on the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, that's on the marquee in week number two in the late window games. Let's talk about Titans at Seahawks. How will the Titans respond to that beatdown? Oh, they got to go all the way up. And guess who's going to be there for the first time in full throat? The 12s. Don't forget, no fans in Seattle last year. And Seattle was playing all those playoff games. You know, uh, they were were playing the playoff games without 12s. The 12s are going to be back, mm-hmm. and they could be 2-0, which they have to be in the NFC West with everybody playing the way that they are playing. You know, I was going to go maybe Vikings against the Cardinals, see how the Cardinals respond, but I went in the other direction, see how the Titans respond. I have to go all the way out there. What's Julio Jones going to look like after getting called out? What's it going to look like 
with Derrick Henry and everything that went down last week. Then the pass rush against that offensive line that got battered by Arizona. What will happen? Back-to-back NFC West games for the Tennessee Titans. Those are my three games under the radar for week number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break. Oh, baby. Ray Liotta joining us on the phone. Can't wait to talk with him about the many saints of Newark. The highly anticipated Sopranos prequel from the brilliant David Chase. That is next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You see stuff that's on the walls here when you walk in. There's a, a, a Goodfellas poster that I've had for ever. Really? Yes. Where'd you get it? I got it at a charity auction. Huh. And and it's on the wall. And you, you signed it. You signed it. Rafi! What do you mean? It's not Rafi. on the wall. Okay, our stage manager coming. That's it. You, you've taken it off the wall. Yeah, it's not my signature. What do you mean it's not your signature? This is not my signature, buddy. Down there? You got ripped off. No, I did not. Don't, yeah, you're I kidding don't, me. I don't do a frou-frou L like that. And so, I don't cross it. So that is like not that. yours, because it's signed by you, De Niro, and Pesci, and I spent at least four figures on this thing. Get out of here. Yes. You're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, that's, that's... Now, you're, you're being serious. That is definitely not your signature. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm... Scorsese, I it says Scorsese signed it down there, too. Look at that, underneath... That, that's his. That is? I'm not sure that Bob's. Because uh-huh. I could only remember signing really, like, five. That was complete. And there was never, like, one of those signings where you all lay there. I mean, I could sign it for real. Yeah. At I'm, least I could double it. Please, do it. 
Do what you wish. If that is, it, do you know if that's Pesci's? Do you know if that's Joe's? No, that's him. No, I know that's him. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, do you know uh, if that's his signature? I don't. I don't know Joe's signature. Okay. Rich, you show that it's to every guest that walks in here. Is. Yeah, sure. this is hanging. So every guest that walks in here, this is one of the first things that they see in the hallway. You no, sure? We'll we'll take care of it later, Rafi. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> He's got an axe. Are you serious? Do you do you want it? Do you want the real? Yeah, sure. But uh, you know, I'm I mean, it's gonna hurt the hurt the. Okay. Your. Oh no, it doesn't. Oh, that's there's me. you just you oh smack yourself in your heart attack. I guess. We'll do it later. Okay. But that's not me. Yeah, you just banged yourself. <laughs> you just cracked the glass. So we could take it out. <laughs> smash the glass. I mean, you got that at this no, point. No, it's not in time. glass, though. It's not really glass. It's like a plexi. But we'll do it. We'll fix it. Okay. But you got ripped off. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Is How are you a... feeling now, Rich? Oh, this, this he's holding on to the axe. Uh, All right, I'm... so ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, okay, you put the axe down. This is fantastic. I, I'm sort of, I don't even know where to go with this because that has been one of my most prized possessions for some time. And you are the real McCoy saying that is not your signature. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I really hurt my head there. <laughs> it's cracked. Of all the places for you to smash it, it was directly in the forehead of you in the movie poster right there. But it's all good because we're going to take that thing apart. If that's not your signature, I need your actual uh, John Hancock on that. Check it all out here on The Rich Eisen Show, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Ray Liotta scheduled to call in any moment now. I'll talk about The Many Saints of Newark, um, the new prequel to The Sopranos. Can't wait for, for all of that. Um, so I was, like I say, I was going to talk about the Vikings and the, um, and the Cardinals as a game under the radar. And if the Vikings don't win that one, man... How tough would that be to start 0-2, both of them on the road, obviously, none of them at home, none of them in division. And the division, you're just assuming Green Bay is just going to roll it out on Monday night. You know? Who do you like in that one? You like Arizona at home, huh? I like Arizona. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in sneaky good games. But the Vikings have already ruled out four defensive players. Anthony Barr, Christian Derisaw, Everson Griffin, and Harrison Hand. Everson Griffin in concussion protocol, Rich, because he got into a car accident on Thursday, swerving to miss a deer. On the way to work. On the way to the facility. Vikings are in trouble. I don't know. They still have Dalvin Cook, brother. Yeah, well, that's Kyler Murray back there. And DeAndre Hopkins and Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk and... A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Who hardly even, you know, registered a blip on a radar. Yeah. More importantly, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is on the other <laughs> side. That's true, too. With J.J. So, Watt. Yeah. And Buda Baker. Isaiah Simmons. Buda Baker, our buddy. Yeah, so. Cardinals are oh, good. Oh, wait a minute. Is that true? That's a Gus Johnson, Aqib Tlaib game? Yeah. Oh, lordy. That's the first uh, one? Okay, wow. you know what that is? That's, that's going to be That's going to be off the charts. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm looking forward to that one. I'll okay. take another five Kyler touchdowns. All right. Please. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm always appreciative of this man appearing on this show. He's made many appearances. I'm a a big fan. The Many Saints of Newark is something that I've been looking forward to for a very long time. It is the prequel, the much-anticipated prequel to David Chase's The Sopranos. And it's David Chase's baby. And part of the cast is, in fact, one of the 
the best in the business, and we all know him from certainly his role in Goodfellas, the Many Saints of Newark star, Ray Liotta, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, bud? Good. How are you, Rich? I, I swear that wasn't Pugazi. That was. <laughs> you're talking. I know that that was one of. I I, I still pass this the Goodfellas poster that's hanging in in my green room from it's, your appearance years ago here on this show. It's it's the greatest, man. I mean, and you know, uh, I, I, the fact that you re-signed it because you said that the signature on it was fake still breaks my heart. But it's still great that it, you re-signed it at least, Ray. You know. I'm glad that it's still there, but is it still all uh, sharded up? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is sharded up because you took an axe to it and taking an axe to it to try and break it open to re-sign it. You oh actually, you actually hit your head. The photograph of your head on the movie poster. It looks like you were actually gunning for yourself, right? I'll be honest. Well, it served me right. It's the best. But it really was. That wasn't mine. So you really have a unique poster. Thank you very much. Uh, so let's talk about the many saints of Newark. Um, what can you tell us about this? I'm sure it's very secretive. I'm sure David Chase is keeping everything under wraps. But what can you tell everyone who's been waiting for something like this for some time? Ray. What I can say is, and I because I believe it, the series, the eight or nine years, or nine or ten, however long, I never really watched it. I would see the show every now and then. Mm -hmm. Then, like years after they were after David for a while to write a movie about it, right? He didn't know like a way in, and he he figured something out. And the movie itself is if you've never seen a stitch of of. Uh, the Sopranos. It has nothing to do with with the Many Saints of Newark. They're, they're both standalone hmm. pictures. You don't have to know the characters. And then the, the few times that there are characters being played by the actors that later, be, you know, was in the series, you could see like the, the the beginning of their journey. But also too, it does stand alone. You don't have to have like been a Sopranos fan to to enjoy it. So, uh, but it it still has, I imagine. Because it's David Chase and it's the characters and it's uh, New it's New Jersey. It does have the same feel to it. It's the same sort of spirit. Oh, to it's, it. oh yeah, it's it's raw. It, it it's it's as raw as a mafia movie could be. There's a, there's people not doing very well, and getting <laughs> sick and and other things. It, it's it's definitely raw. I can't wait for this. What was it like to well, be... Who I think is great is Michael Gandolfini. I was about to say that. What was it like to be on the set with James's son, who's playing the younger version of his character from The Sopranos? What was that? I like? only knew James uh, just uh, you know, here and there. Uh, Michael, I never had a day that he worked the same day that I worked, and mm -hmm. it, so there was a little overlap. I wasn't about to tell him, like, tell me what it's like to play yeah. your, 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 your father who passed away, that you're the one who found him. Mm. I mean, really, when you really, really think about what that is, that, that's, that's some heavy stuff. Mm. And he did it, and he's cool, and he's a good actor on, on, his, on his own. I, I kudos for, as far as I'm concerned for him. He was great. Everybody is in this movie, but that in particular wasn't, it had to be not the easiest part to play. Who do you play in this Ray, your character is Aldo Hollywood Dick Moltisanti. Would who walk us through who that is and how you played him in this? Well, film. okay, so my my son, 
who ends up doing bad things to me uh, wants 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 to have a kid. One meets the other guy mm-hmm. in prison and talks and, and talks to him, and uh, in this way it was. What was the name of the character that that Michael Imperioli played? This Christopher Moltisanti. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, Christopher. Right. He would have. I would have been his grandfather. Okay. My son would have been his father, but okay. we become <laughs> scarce after a little bit, mm-hmm. and and he moves on and starts the journey of where it did. I just think the way David did it was so smart. He didn't hit it over over people's heads. He did it the way that he felt was the best way to tell it without, you know, going overboard. So, like like anything, it's really about the script. Really, so especially in this business, if it, if yeah, I sure, think so. for sure. Ray Liotta here on the Wait, Rich Eisen Show. Giants won by two last night. <laughs> No, Ray. No, you must have turned that one off right before the end of the the field. Right before the end of the game. No, Washington won on a field goal uh, on Thursday night football. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But they were playing the Giants. That they were playing the Giants. The Giants, your team, Ray? Are they your team? No, no. But no. well, I tell you, what was really interesting since we're talking sports, sure, or, right. or I'm changing the whole thing. Go for it. Was yeah. the the game at the Field of Dreams field? So you did see that? Then did you watch that? Of you course, I did. I know, because the last time you were on this show, you had mentioned you had never seen the Field of Dreams. You'd never seen the film. Yeah. Right. So, what did you yeah, think of I that? What What did you think of the game being at the Field of Dreams? The Yankees. I watched. I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't realize that they cut down more corn and put a professional a professional field there because mm-hmm. I knew what we played on. You know, even I was hitting them into the corn. So <laughs> I know these guys would have. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize they built such a big, big thing. I thought it was so, such a cool sporting thing, and the way they did it, it really gave a reverence to, to you know, sports. And it looked beautiful. It looked beautiful. It looked beautiful. I mean, it was it? Did it look that? I mean, and the the night sky was all sorts of colors. It was that. I I thought sometimes that oh, that might have totally. been just a, a movie trick, but that's literally the way it was when you shot it, right? <laughs> You totally because just think about it. It's nothing but corn, so there's no street lamps or or any kind of lighting to show the billboards or you know cars going by. Right. It's just dark because it's just out there and, and you know acres and acres and acres of of, of corn. I got Ray Liotta. I, I, I was really blown out. By Me too. And they're going to make they're going to have more games there uh, next year. I personally think they should have every major league team show up there. Everybody should get every fan totally. base should make a pilgrimage. And there. I should introduce every one of them. I, why not? You, shouldn't you? You should come out of the field with <laughs> exactly. the. You should come out of the field with the Yankees the next time. You know. I, I was thinking about that. Except the, the crazy thing is they're honoring the field of dreams, but the White Sox and and and, and Shoeless Joe in particular right. was banned from the game for gambling. So if you really look about what the movie says or what it's about, it's more than like a son playing a catch with their with their dad. Right. That's my. I think it was my favorite line of yours in the movie is that you that they all left you all left out Ty Cobb because he was just he was mean you know like nobody likes Ty Cobb. Yeah 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 yeah. That was a funny yeah. line in that movie. 
Um, I, 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 gotta, I wanna ask you a couple of things about uh, Goodfellas, Ray. I just wanna go down this wormhole with you if you don't mind. Uh, is it true that the, the fame scene of Pesci saying, how my clown do I amuse you? He was ad-libbing it and at one point you literally thought that he was serious, that everybody thought that he was really being serious. Is that a true story or no? It's a true story that happened to Joe. We had the luxury of having two weeks of rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Me, Joe, Bob, Lorraine, and and Martin Scorsese. Uh, And Joe, he's a great storyteller, and he was just telling a story that how he was in Queens one day, and, you know, he said something to a, a guy like, you know, what we're thinking, and the guy just turned on Joe in a dime. It just, so Joe was kind of like backing off and no, 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 I'm just saying that you, so, so what happened is he told that story and Marty said, you know what? I like that. And I know a good place to put it. Uh, let, let's work this out. So we just started kind of, uh, we got kind of, we were ad living back and forth. But then when, when they, they, when they thought that, that when Marty thought the scene was, was shaped to where, it would sound good, and then you know it was part of the the brilliant script that 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 they wrote. Uh, they they added it in, and what happened was, <laughs> all right. So they're doing all those extras. Mm-hmm. There's like a hundred extras. We're going through the kitchen. We got a guy picking up a table, moving it, right. and then you boom! All of a sudden, we're in the center of the thing. She says, "What do you do?" And I says, "The construction." Then it goes up to Henny Youngman. And after all that, he forgot his line. He thought he forgot his own joke. Are you serious? <laughs> For real? Yeah. So that one yeah. huge long shot that every you know he did. So what we happened? We had to do it again. We had to do it again because wow. the whole thing was a was a one shot. It was like this, you know, steady cam, and right. that wasn't. There's no cutaways. It was. It was. It was on us when we sat down, and then to Henny for, for the joke. You know, this, you know, and he did it the, the second time, the third time. Everything sure. was fine. But I just thought, well, this is, here's a little fun fact for you. <laughs> <laughs> so your your line was ad-libbed about, you know, I'm just joking with you. Like, seriously, like the, the, the funny house scene. You're, oh, yeah, that, that, that was all. Oh, totally. Because like, like, I know that Tommy's a nut job, and. You know, kills people at the drop of a hat. Uh, I don't even know if that's an expression, but I like no, it. No, that's a that's uh, not a bad one, right? That's not a bad one. A dr- drop of the hat, huh? I, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like I'm getting it. jockey. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite scene from Goodfellas? Which one are you the most proud of from that film that I've ooh. seen ninety million times? Literally, it's maybe the movie I've seen more than any other movie in my entire life. Is Goodfellas? So, which one would that be for you? It's too edgy and. I like you, and I feel like we're just talking alone, even though there's probably millions of people listening. My mother passed away in the middle of shooting Goodfellas. I had she no died idea. of cancer. So there was a scene that we did to finish up the day, and then we were off on a Friday. Saturday, Sunday was a burial, and people coming over to, to the house to mourn. And the most classy thing that that was done was a lot of the Teamsters and Pesci came to my house in New Jersey to pay respects to my mom. I mm. almost get choked up now. And so it's not so much a favorite scene, 
But when I come back, the first thing is me, is the rain, is Karen coming at me yelling, who do you think you are? Thank Frankie Valley. You can't just make a date and not show up and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's not that it's a favorite scene to do, but it's, you know, it's the most emotionally packed huh. thing in, in the movie for me, just based on that. Light, fun, little airy story that I just told you. No, no, that's dropped your rating. No, no, not at all, right? No, not at all. It's it's a fast. I had no idea that that was that that now that scene will be different for me. You know, from now on. Um, What about the scene with Scorsese's actual mother? You know, uh, that was great when I'm in that when when the dinner. uh, What's the guy's name? In you know, the, Billy uh, Bats is in. Bill, yeah, Billy Bats. Billy Bats. Billy Bats is in the trunk, right? right. Cause they beat him up at my bar. Right. Uh, that was really fun because one, that really was her sauce, and that sauce was really brewing for a couple days, <laughs> like like an old school Italian woman or man would do. So it was like no one was to touch it. Every now and then she'd go in and she'd stir it. Uh, it, it, it was it was just and then the, now that uh, that was a lot of uh, improv that Bob and Joe did, and one of the best ones is when Joe says, "Look at this! One dog's going this way, one dog's going that way," and this guy saying, "What do you want from me?" It was just Joe just pulled that out of the air, <laughs> and it, 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 it cracked me up. It was a really good one for that painting. He like he, he ne- a fun guy. He was, Oh my God! Uh, That's a, so he sees that painting, and that and that was just his ad lib. How about him saying to, to take the knife? Mm-hmm. Did, did, was that ad lib too? He took the knife for later yeah, on. Yeah, because we got you know that was because we got to get the uh, what do you call it the paw the the, the, the hoof yeah yeah the yeah hoof. the hoof. <laughs> it was just all matter of fact. Like all right, well let's eat before we bury the guy. I mean I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 I love that's her real sauce uh, that she was really cooking for the scene. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah that is my favorite thing. Yep. She's like, you know, are you guys hungry? You want something to eat? I'll just whip something up. And it looked like a 19-course meal, the smash cut right to a night, like a full His table of food. was in the movie, too. Right. His dad was the guy. Who said when, that's that, right? When Joe called. You know what Bob called to see what happened with, with Tommy, yeah. with Pesci. Uh, he gets a call and and you know yeah, he, it's, uh, it's no good. He, he he didn't make it. He's gone. So what do you mean he didn't make it? He he, he didn't make it. <laughs> and uh, that that was uh, Morty's dad. Yeah. In in actuality. Yeah, the payphone outside the diner to find out the bad news. Oh my! I'm God. telling you all this stuff because I feel like I owe you for the broken Fugazi. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not your fault. Somebody's, you know, falsifying your autograph on something I spent four figures on. No big deal. No <laughs> worry about it. Truth be told, one day I saw something and I was really tired, and someone came up. It could have really been mine. <laughs> it, it, it hits me in the head because it was such a. It was like it was funny, but it was like oh, oh. fuck! I felt bad. Uh, and <laughs> I didn't feel that bad, but I felt bad. <laughs> Ray, you're the best man. Thanks for the time. I cannot right. wait to see this film. Thank you. Appreciate yep. it. Cool. Let's Thanks, do man. this again. You got Thanks, it. Rich. So much more to talk about, even okay. the next time. Ray Liotta here on the Rich Eisen Show. Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. The Many Saints of Newark, available in theaters and on HBO Max, October 1.
to Ray Liotta. What a legend. So that line, one dog goes this way, the other dog goes the other way, and this guy's saying, what do you want from me? Yeah, what do you want from me? Was Adler pull out of thin air. Did you know that? No, no. No. I think I had heard that. It seems like the whole thing just is just get, like, uh, go, eat, go, sh- action. Go yeah, eat. okay, my mom's here. We're going to eat, walk in, go. But that's the funny thing. She's like, are you hungry? Because like, you must be hungry. Let's whip. I could just whip something up. And it was just a table full of food. Boom. It's like, what, three, four in the yeah, morning? Yeah, something like that. Well, <laughs> well uh, Billy Bats. Well, they thought he was dead. Spoiler alert. Well, Phil Leotardo, right? Leotardo. If you want to really cross the streams here. Exactly. Uncle June. Is um, in Godfather 2. Right. I mean, there's some serious crossing of streams between Goodfellas, Sopranos, and Godfather. Oh, yeah. Tony Sirico plays Paulie Walnuts. He's in Goodfellas. He's one of the street guys. That's right. Hey, everybody just cross over. And now Ray Liotta and the many saints of Newark. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. Love it. And Succession's returning next month. Oh, if you haven't seen it, people. The second trailer for Succession dropped this morning. It's every it is word unbelievable. There's no, I, I I think they must have when they shot they, when they the producers and the editors got together to shoot the to edit together this you know sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. They uh, that had to be a total blast. Oh. Like, what what got left out out loud? Like, what didn't make the two minutes? Honestly, like is. Is Succession the funniest drama on television? Ooh, that's one of the billions, underrated. Billions is another funny drama. Billions is funny. There's billions a lot of one-liners. The references are a little like it's a stretch. But that's one of the underrated things about Sopranos. It was really, really funny, even though it was hard-hitting, funny intense. How? Funny how? Funny. Like funny a clown? How? Like I'm a clown? Like I amuse you? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? But succession is. How about so that? I also didn't know that when they first shot that the scene with the table and this and that, that that whole one long shot, rags to riches, the whole business in the background, Henny Youngman, and then he forgot his line. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I got a joke," and he forgot it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like what an a hole! Like, hey, hold on a second. I'm gonna make this amazing scene better. I've got a joke, and then he forgot it. And oh he forgot. my. <laughs> What a week. We've had a fun, fun week. Let's, uh, okay. It's on somewhere and it's a remote drop every single time. Every I always, time. I always seem to find it at the same time when Maury the Wigman's commercial of him jumping in the pool is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he jumps backwards into the pool. Like, well, that doesn't really make any sense. Oh, like, no, he's too busy cultivating the caper. All right, Pete. 844-204-RICH, number two dial. We'll wrap up the show and set up. Your sports weekend and ours next on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. I don't usually ask this of, of a head coach in the National Football League, but how's your house? How's it going? It's good. That pad. Yeah, the, the housing prices are, are booming in Arizona. The fire pit, is that still burning? It does. It, it burns usually only after wins. That's it. Wait, you light it up. Light it up That's after it, yeah, a W. More importantly, though, do you need us to house sit in any yeah, yeah, We're ready to come over there. Y'all are always welcome, man. Do a show out there. No, oh, we're careful. You heard him. No, no, no. You heard him. Coach, do not feed the animals. Do not. Why do you gotta make it so tough, coach? It ain't that hard, dog. Why do you- <laughs> the second aspect of a Hall of Fame weekend that I love watching is family. Your dad slipped the jacket on you. Having my father do that, man, it's the crown moment. You know, before I got on the plane, um, he was uh, at a restaurant and I gave him the, my bag with the ring and champagne and everything in and I'm like here and the trophy I'm like hey take this with you know and he's like no 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 I can't take it I can't take it and then he started to kind of tear up and I just ran and I was like damn I left the champagne hmm. in there because he doesn't drink and I'm like I, I need that champagne but it, it was uh, <laughs> on the speech I was so nervous I forgot to say that it was their 50th wedding anniversary no and I was here celebrating it with them and all this but hey he, he got the point but it, it was my honor man. Muhammad Ali starts Sunday September 19th how does one approach an iconic figure we just literally start at the beginning. We're going to try to find, and we did find in database, 15,000 photographs, four or 500 hours of footage of him, home movies, and, and stuff that definitely is from folks' garages. The families called me up and said, wow, I never saw that picture of him holding me and saying, you don't you know your daddy's the baddest in the world? So mm-hmm. this is somebody who lived a larger-than-life life that we can all participate in and take what we can from. And I think one of the great gifts of Muhammad Ali is he asked us to be different than we were. I did want to bring up um, Norm Macdonald first, if you don't mind, and your thoughts on somebody who I'm sure you've known for quite some time. He was, you know, really smart. You know, he was like a math genius and he he was extremely bright. So one time we were doing a show in um, Biloxi, Mississippi. He's very funny, but he's dirty. So so also you when he yells out, well, we don't like that kind of talk. So there's about, I don't know, 400 people there. And he goes, well, how many of you don't like that kind of talk? You know, and it was like the whole, practice of the whole room. He goes, well, how many of you don't mind? And it was like 10 people. He goes, well, I, I, I hate to disappoint the, 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 those 10 people. And then he just got dirtier. <laughs> and he did that at the casino. We were banned for, I couldn't work there for five years. Really? Are you yeah. serious? Mm-hmm. He got banned from that casino in Biloxi, Mississippi? Well, and he was gambling, and he got caught counting cards. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best buttons on a story we've heard in a long time from John Lovitz. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, Sunday night football. The birthday boy, he's 26 today. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs head to Baltimore to battle Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Sunday, 7 Eastern, only on and... BC 0 and 2 Ravens don't usually start 0 and 2 and the Chiefs can go to 2 and 0 or 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 the team that just Lamar can just take down and slay the
the Chiefs Dragon in week two right in front of the home fans. Mm, how big would this be for the Ravens? Boy, they just need to come out and run the ball. Latavius, Devontae, Tyson, Le'Veon. Get them all up, right? Get them all. Get them all, get them all 10 touches. Run it 40 times. Lamar can run it half the time or you know 10 of those times, right? You see what I'm saying? I pick up what and you're then, putting and down. And then don't let, don't let Lamar out on the field. I mean, don't t- let Mahomes out on the field too often. Last time the Ravens started 0-2, 2015. That's what I'm saying. It's been a while. They started 0-3 that year. I can't wait. It's a big one. And then that'll be after the Vikings and the Cardinals. It's the first Gus Akib Tlaib game. Oh, baby. Oh, baby's right. <laughs> oh, man. That just further makes my uh, helps my. That'll friends. be fun. That'll be fun afternoon. All right. Um, are you ready for sneaky good games? Over yeah, let's there, do it. Let's, let's go for it. Hit it. Games, Hit it, please. Here's Chris Brockman with sneaky good games. Contests likely to surprise you with their heretofore undisclosed competitive value. All right, everybody. Here we go. Okay, so we were one and two last week, but I feel good. Uh, I I feel like I had the right plays last week because. Aaron Rodgers doesn't normally put up stinkers, and we just missed the over there. And I didn't expect the Titans to kind of lay an egg like they did against Arizona, and we had the over there. So I feel good about my picks, and I feel good about my picks this week. Rich, I'm going Rams on the road. Sean McVay, 8-1 and one against the spread in weeks 1 and 2 as a head coach. And we saw what Indianapolis did last week. They did not look good at home against Seattle, and I expect that to continue Rams big. All right. I like the Chiefs as well. On Sunday night football, minus three and a half, same spread. Lamar was running for his life. Put the ball on the ground. Their line is banged up, Baltimore. They have defensive injuries. And the Chiefs beat them by two scores last year. Chiefs are better this year. Baltimore worse. I like Chiefs big, simple math, Sunday night football. Finally, over here at SoFi, TJ, I know you're not going to be there, (laughs) but there are going to be so many points scored in this game. It's crazy. It's a big number, but I'm going over 55. The over is hitting like crazy so far this NFL season. We know Dak's got to put up a ton of yards and points just for the Cowboys to have a chance. But Chargers at home against that banged-up defense, that's going to be a great game. A lot of points scored. Yeah, I I like the Chargers in that one. Me too. But, I I mean, I didn't have a very good week one picking games, and I had the Giants last night. I was on the G-men. Well, you look great until, <laughs> until <laughs> to the last minute, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to uh, Anthony in Florida here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Anthony? How you doing, Rich? What's going on, brother? What do you got? Hey, I have a confession first. Mm. I I also drafted Kelsey and stole your son's fantasy football team name. Oh, you said it, it to Kelsey for comfort? You're doing that? Yep. yep. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Very good. Yeah, my two boys uh, have him. Yeah, what do you, what, so what's on your mind? So I'm a I'm a Washington fan and a Notre Dame fan. So think of the hell I've been through the last two games. So I mean, last night up and down. I think I think the team moves better with Heineke than it does Fitz. I think Fitz he's a good quarterback, but he I think Heineke gives a little bit more pep to the uh, Washington football team. Well, we're going to see it over the next six to eight weeks. That's for sure. And uh, you know, I mean, obviously, and thanks for the call. If um, if Washington. Wins more than they loses, you won't see Fitz out there. They'll they'll just keep playing this guy. What a bummer for Fitz, man! What a total bummer for him. Yeah, bummer. Kind of gets his 
first time where he's just the man yeah. in his career. They have a good defense. They have a good team. A lot of prospects banged up week one. Right. So that sucks. Well, um, you know, it used to be everybody in our household uh, had Kelsey. I traded him last night. What? Yeah, I was offered Dalvin Cook. And there's no, it's not a PPR league. You don't get points for catches. Mm, okay. And you have Kyle Pitts too, right? And I got Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens there. I think that's a good move. Hey, bud, Florida, Alabama, here we go, right? What do you think? I think that game is not it, close. You, oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if Florida can't is be close. close to Alabama and they're ranked 11th, then who the hell is going to do anything? Then let's just let them play Georgia now and get it out of the way. And then we'll just put them both in there, right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's essentially what's going on, right? I think I just think it's time for the eight teams, and I, you know, because if not, then okay, what are the final four going to be? What better way to leave the leave everybody here on the weekend than have Bill Belichick talking about social media? <laughs> this happened today, oh, right? Good. This happened this today, happened. yeah. This happened. Okay, this happened today. Um, yeah, so he was asked about uh, he was asked a question about um, about plays and letting it get to you and like seeing it and things being magnified because of social media, and then he just kind of went off. Somebody really suggested to Bill Belichick that matters in his world are magnified. Problems are made worse because there is something called Twitter. Right. Specifically about okay. the fumbles uh, from week I one. I can't wait to hear yeah. this. Go for it. First of all, you know, I, I don't really know or care anything about social media. I don't even know what's out there or isn't out there, so that's irrelevant to me. Um but it doesn't matter. Um, we played football before there was social media, and it didn't matter then either. So, but I think anytime you have a team um, that we all, you know, rely on each other, we're all accountable to each other, uh, and we all support each other, and we all make mistakes. And we can make a mistake at the beginning of the game. We can make a mistake at the end of the game, and sometimes that gets <laughs> magnified because of the timing of it. But. Um, you know, there are other things that could have happened at different points in the game that would have, you know, had just as big or maybe even a bigger effect on the game. So, <laughs> I have a follow up question, Coach. But did you see how many likes it got? <laughs> I mean, that play where Mac Jones had somebody open and didn't throw it to that guy, do you see how many retweets it got? We played football before likes, and we'll play oh my football God. after likes. Yeah, uh, that's you are barking up the raw. You're bar barking up the snap face tree there, yeah, man. Right. Snap face. <laughs> snap face. Snap face. And I, I pretty much can guarantee you, Belichick knew it's not called snap face. Of course, he, he knows. <laughs> what a fun week, man. Yeah, man. You know. Uh, <laughs> By the way, they're just gonna get better. Week two. We're already through into week two. I know. <laughs> it goes by so fast. Scheduled guest on Monday show, Aaron Rodgers. Hey. Of the Green Bay Packers. He's playing Monday night. That's a scheduled guest. So that'll be great. Nice. Yes, indeed. And I can't wait to ask him about his D. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, Zadarius Smith is out. Of course. You're right. You're right. I don't know what you're right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that one coming? <laughs> Next, I'll teach you about the Deacon, guys. We've got one more segment on Peacock. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>